0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Good Vanilla, a Barefoot Contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Kochanov, and not only are we grilling pizzas today, folks, this is also a TR episode, which was actually a pleasant surprise because I read the episode description and it was just like, you know, Ina invites some friends over, but... It's been a while since I've done a TR episode, and I know that, I mean, I'm going to get into it because I, I I declared my love for Miguel last week when we did Mary F. Kill of the Barefoot Contessa universe, but um, good lord is TR handsome, especially in these early episodes, and this is season two, so we're going all the way back. I think I'm going to stay in like these early episodes for a bit because they're very entertaining. Everyone looks so beautiful and young and youthful. Ina has so much energy. She's super drunk at the end of this episode, too, which I also love. Um, but how is everyone? Happy Thursday, if you're a hydrangea who's getting this episode one day earlier on the good Patreon, and happy Friday to the rest of y'all. How is your week? What's going on with me? Let's see. Um, next week, Keon and I are going to New York, a very impromptu trip to New York City. We haven't been in so long, and we always keep saying, like, we need to go, and I know, like, I used to live in New York, I was there for about, like, a year and a half-ish, um, And I, it's very hot and miserable in the summer, so, but I I think it's still, we're still, like, kind of teetering. Like, this week has been very, I love that I'm talking about the weather right now, but it's been very sort of, like, low 70s, which is also beautiful. Like, I love that. Like, the mornings still have a little bit of a crispness in the air, but it doesn't get too hot, and I know that's not going to last forever, so watch it be, like, 90 degrees the whole weekend when we're in New York. But um, we are going mainly because there is a musical, called the light in the piazza which is one of my it's like top tier musical level uh like i think like west side story and the light in the piazza are going to be my number one it's like they share that number one slot but if i had to choose i'd probably choose west side story but by a hair uh but they are they're not doing a revival of it but they're doing it they're putting it on at city center encores which is basically like a lot of musicals It's a lot of revivals, sort of like they do a lot of like old musicals that are never done there, but it's also a breeding ground for like uh, revivals. Like last year they did Into the Woods and then that got revived. Not every show gets revived, but um, I also feel like The Light in the Piazza is such a, it's a hard show to do. It requires like musicians and like people that are like very skilled in both like acting and singing. And it's just a, it's a harder show to put on. I don't know how to describe, but it's definitely my kind of show. And I'm very excited to see it. I can't wait. Um, And we're meeting up with my friend Alex who is coming up randomly. He lives in Pittsburgh, but he's also going to be there. And then my other podcast co-host Colin Drucker who lives in Queens. I don't know why I told you where he lives, but you know, you'll never find him. Um, But it'll be nice to see him. Uh, He was also uh, our guest last week on the Good Patreon. We, We covered a Sandra Lee episode. Oh my gosh, it was so fun. We had so much to talk about. So if you want to tune into that episode and get four other bonus episodes a month, go to the good Patreon. I'm oh, sorry, patreon.com slash thegoodpatreon. So yeah, get into it, folks. Other than that, uh, you know, life as usual, just, you know, just trying to do my thing day by day, but I say we get into this. This is season two, episode four. This title is weird. It's called Grilling slash Hasta la Pizza, baby. <laughs> I think they should have just just kept hasta la pizza. Just hasta la pizza. I'm surprised they were able to use that. But I guess they're not saying vista. Anyway, I don't know why I had to talk that out, but here we are. Okay, so Ina begins. Uh, She's outside, like in the garden. She says, I have a friend who says it's not a real barbecue until the fire department shows up. I don't know if I believe in that. But I've invited some friends for a barbecue tonight. We're not going to grill chicken we're not grilling ribs, we're going to grill pizza. And the fun part is that everybody gets to make their own. I thought maybe we'd start with some vegetables with an herb dip, and for dessert, hmm, maybe a lime tart sounds good. <laughs> and then that's the end. There's no like wrap up. It's like uh, you know, usually she'll say like this is going to be fun. Da 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 da. She just um I love when she ponders about things. Um like if she goes to um, I'm trying to think of like a good example of this, like if she's at a what is it called? A food market. What 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 is that thing called on Saturdays? Oh, my God. Farmer's markets. She goes and like she pretends like she knows what she's going to be making because it's a television show. But she's like, hmm, tomatoes, basil. Maybe I'll make a pizza. It's like something like that. But I do love when she thinks about it. So that made me uh, smile when she talked uh, when she thought about the lime tart. But that was the end of the intro, so let's get into this. So Ina starts in the kitchen. She says, so let's make some pizza. And she starts out by measuring out some warm water, about 120 degrees from the tap. And she pours that into a standing mixer along with some yeast and some olive oil. And then she adds a tablespoon of honey as well, which I do love. And then she gives it a mix with her fingers, which I guess is fine. It, just, it looks jarring because it's just like sloshing around in there. But of course, she says, clean hands. Um, and next, she adds three cups of flour. I thought she actually had a three cup measuring cup because this thing is huge. But she does say that it's the two cup measuring cup, which I don't have. Maybe I should get one. Uh, maybe I'll get one at like a yard sale because I don't need these things. I think that's like the thing about in a garden and like the way that my mind works is like if I buy something, I'm gonna use it. But like the idea of buying something and like the person that I like romanticize myself to be, like, if I buy this two-cup measuring cup, I'm just gonna be baking up a storm, and then it just sits in my cupboard for six years. So, I don't know. But I do, I did, um, I think the last sort of, like, Barefoot Contessa purchase that I made was that, um, what was it called? That, like, that huge Pyrex. It's, like, a four-cup Pyrex. I think Keon found it. Maybe I didn't purchase it at all. I, I think he bought it for me. It was, like, at a thrift store or something. And I do use that, honestly. Like, I... I can't really think of what I used it for, but I, I do use that. So I feel like that was a good purchase, especially since it was at the thrift store too. I always feel good about that. Um, so now she, where the heck am I in my notes here? Okay. So she adds the flour and then some salts and some fresh thyme leaves as well into the dough, which I like. I like, I like a good, a nice little touch like that. So the dough is ready. And now it's time to call her friends for the party. So, and friends is just friends. She calls T R. So I'm gonna I'm gonna reenact this tele uh, telephone call here. So I have to say this. I I know last week that I I said Miguel has my heart. I would marry T R. Oh, sorry. I would marry Miguel. I would F T R. And then I would kill Barbara. What's her face? Uh, that I still can't remember her name. I, I keep want to say Libeth? Doesn't matter. We'll go back to last week's episode if you want to know her last Lieberman. There it is. Barbara and Bobby. Um, but good Lord, I mean, TR is just so handsome, especially in these like older episodes. It's like, there's this shot of TR like emerging into the sunlight across like the mid morning dew on his front porch. It just like took my breath away. Like it's everything about this shot. He kind of lives in like a shack though. Like, I feel like. There's that episode where he, like, bought that new house, you know, that little bungalow. But I think this is, like, pre-bungalow, if that makes sense. So here's here's the conversation. And TR, like, I don't know, maybe it's because um, Colin and I just covered uh, Twister and also True Lies, which Bill Paxton is in both of those. And he's great. He's great in True Lies, actually. Um, and both of, we're doing action movies for the month of June on the Best Supporting Podcast. So if you're into that, tune in. But mainly action movies with female driven leads. So that's, that's our little spin on that. But anyway, I think that TR, if you close your eyes, TR sounds exactly like Bill Paxton. So I'm going to try to channel that. So TR, uh, Ina calls TR and TR says, he's like, hello. And then Ina says, TR and Ina, and then TR says, yes, hi, it's Ina. And she's so excited when she says Ina and TR laughs. He's like, Hey, Ina, how are you? Long time, no see. It's such a gorgeous night. You want to come over for dinner? I would love to come for dinner tonight. Well, before you say yes, there's a twist. You want to come and do the grill for me? Or with me, she says. And T.R. says, I'd love to do the grill with you. Is there... Can I bring anything? I could use two things. I need charcoal, and I need one of those charcoal chimneys from the hardware store. And then she, like, mugs to the camera as to suggest, like, I'm so bad for asking him to do this. And then Ina continues. She says, and when you get there, I'll show you what the surprise or when you get here, I'll show you what the surprise on the grill is. But you'll be in charge. And then TR is like, well, I always love your surprises and they always taste so good. So I'll definitely be there. Bye, sweetheart. And then Ina says, bye. And then she like trails and and then she hangs up the phone. She says, great. (laughs) <laughs> this conversation was so weird. T.R. is so sensual. I just like cannot get over him. I mean, what when he says like, I love to do the grill with you. I mean, that was just I had to like pause the episode and just like take a cold shower after that one. Oh, he's so charming. Um, And I love that conversation. I, I, I've never truly heard Ina hit that octave when she says, hi, it's Ina. She's so excited. I mean, who wouldn't be excited to call T.R.? And who wouldn't be excited to get this kind of call from Ina like it's it's a dream to just to have Ina Garden call you and say like it's such a gorgeous night Do you want to come over for dinner I'd be like yes I'm coming over now um but it was really cute so now Ina goes back to the pizza dough uh, in the standing mixer, which is, like, going crazy at this point. It's, like, it's like spinning around but almost, like, jumping off the table. Ina, and Ina says, I think the dough is done, but I feel like it's alive. And uh, she shuts it off, and she kneads the dough for a bit and then puts it into an oiled bowl. And she said she's going to let it rest for 30 minutes and then uh, cut it into different slices. Uh, so now it's time for the herb dip for the veggie. She's going to have a little crudité platter um in addition to the pizzas so into a food processor goes eight ounces of cream cheese a half a cup of mayo and a half a cup of sour cream and then some scallions some parsley a little bit of fresh dill and some salt and pepper very easy and it sounds so good i know some people don't love mayo but i feel like you wouldn't be able to taste it you know uh so she pours all of that into a nice silver bowl and puts it into uh into the fridge until later and then she goes back to the pizza dough, which has risen significantly. Oh, my God. It's so beautiful. I love dough. I just want to, like, bury my face in this pizza dough. I want to, like, like, sleep on it. It looks like a big pillow. Uh, so she cuts it up into eight small pieces and then puts that back into the fridge. And now it's time for some pizza toppings, the best part. Um, so she makes some garlic oil first as opposed to, like, a marinara, which is pretty self-explanatory. You just throw a couple cloves of garlic into some olive oil and then just, like, cook it on low for like five-ish minutes or so. And she also has some red onions, some bell peppers, some tomatoes, fresh mozzarella, and goat cheese. And after she says goat, uh, goat cheese, she's like, I like Montrachet. I don't know what that means. Sounds French. Um, of course, it's the good goat cheese. So she also has uh, some prosciutto as well, which I appreciate because I am not a pepperoni gal. I don't mind it. I will eat it. But it's not my favorite topping. And I'm so glad she doesn't have mushrooms because mushrooms on pizza, I only like it in certain circumstances. I feel like with this, I might be okay with it. I don't know. I'm weird about mushrooms. But um, so she f- she goes back to the garlic oil. She fishes out the garlic, um, the cooked garlic, which, oh, my gosh, I love when garlic is like this, like just like soft and sort of sweet. Ah, oh, so good. So she chops up the garlic, puts it into a little bowl, and then she pours the garlic oil into the bowl on top of the chopped garlic so there's like little bits of it in there which I think is oh, delicious I could drink that so next we get some like b-roll footage of TR and his like amazing the what the wagoneer uh he's off to the hardware store he picks up some charcoal two bags he's so he's such a strapping young lad that TR um I don't think they need two bags of charcoal though they barely need one but you know um, TR wanted to show how strong he was. So then we're back at Ina's for some lime curd tart. So she already blind baked the shortbread crust. She doesn't show us how to make the shortbread crust, which I thought was interesting. Cause normally if she's already like in the process, it, it flashes back to that. Like, let me show you how I made it, but, um, not in this case, but, um, blind baked for anyone who's wondering is basically you like bake the crust halfway with like, foil in the middle of it with like beans or rice or maybe both I think she has both in this case Um, and you cook it like halfway so it doesn't like puff up and then you take it off the foil and the rice and beans off and then she pokes holes into it with a fork so it prevents the steam from basically you know puffing it up It, it stays put so she puts it back in the oven without the foil to cook the rest of the way and now we're back at a, I think a different hardware store because we saw TR walking out of the first one with those, those bags of charcoal. Um, so TR, (laughs) TR like picks up the charcoal chimney and he like examines it. Like it's like a, like a barrel of plutonium or something. He's like, wow. Um, and it's so funny because last week I was just mentioning how Ina's charcoal chimney looks like it's been through the ringer. Um, so, you know, I don't, I don't think, I think the last episode, I can't remember what I did last week, but I feel like I don't know what the timeline is, but um, either way, she needed a new one. So uh, And uh, T.R. also is getting a little gift for Ina in the form of some new tongs and a new spatula. They're like metal uh, for grilling, obviously. And so he's in the car, he's heading to Ina's, and we're back at Ina's. She is zesting some limes with a vegetable peeler. So she's just basically kind of peeling them, I guess, uh, so she puts all the peels and sugar into, um, she adds sugar to it as well, into a food processor, gives it a blitz. I would love to like eat that. That would be yummy. Um, even though it probably tastes terrible, but it, it, it looks good. I just want to like put my hands in it. Um, so she puts uh, into that, she also puts a half a pound of butter. Oh no, this is separately. She puts half a pound of butter into the standing mixer, gives that sort of like a little, you know, just like mix it around a little bit. And then she adds the sugar lime mix into that. And then she adds some eggs, uh, one cup of freshly squeezed lime juice, and then a few pinches of salt. And I'm glad she mentioned this because it looks curdled. It looks crazy. But Ina reassures us to trust the process. And she pours it into a saucepan and starts to cook it. And Ina does say, you do want to constantly stir it and not go above 175 degrees or it will curdle. So look out, everyone. So after the break, the lime curd has fully cooked and Ina pours it into that beautiful shortbread crust just in time for, uh, I almost said T R to pull up. And oh my God, this is so funny. I have to play this clip because Ina has another seagull moment. I got to play this for you all. So she, oh wait, no, 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 hold on. That's not, the, that's not the clip I want to show um Ina basically this is I sent this clip to Colin because it made me lol but it's more of a visual medium than an audio sort of situation but TR pulls up and Ina says that's got to be TR I know this, the sound of that car anywhere and TR walks up with like his goods, and he's like, well, Woody does like to make an entrance. And so I guess Woody is the name of his car, which is both, like, erotic and stupid (laughs) that he named his car Woody because the Wagoneers have, like, it's almost like a station wagon sort of situation. Um, But either way, I guess I'm into it. So Ina gives him... I mean, really, the, the kisses that Ina and T.R. exchange, it's really intense. Like, the first one is on the lips, but the second one is just, like, it doesn't linger, but it's just like it's really—I don't know how to feel about it. I it was—it was steamy, for lack of a better word. So, Ina tells him to get on the grill, and she goes back inside. And um, is this where the quote was? Let me see. Oh wait, no, it's—it's it's a little bit. It's a little, Sorry, folks, I'm trying to like gather myself, and I'm—I'm I'm so excited to play the clip that I'm losing myself in my notes. So anyway, um, yeah. She goes back inside, T.R. is at the grill, and there's a glass of wine sitting there as he grills. Uh, It's just, like, ready for him. And he's like, you need a little libation while you grill. And it's just so funny because, like, East Hampton grilling is just so different from, like, you know, anyone else. Like, I would just have – I mean, I'm not above drinking a glass of wine as I grill. It would have to be cold wine, though. Like, I just – I can't drink – it's not that I can't drink. I don't prefer red wine in the summer. Like I'd rather have something like a Chardonnay, a Pinot Grigio, or just something cold, I guess. Um, you know, and everyone else in America would probably just have like, you know, like a Miller Lite as they grill. So it's just, you know, painting that picture. So now we're back in the kitchen and it's time for some crudités. So she is serving asparagus, carrots, and cherry tomatoes. So She blanches the carrots for about 15 seconds in some boiling water, and then she shocks them in some ice water. And this, like, we're kind of toggling back and forth here between TR and Ina. It's one of those situations. So outside, TR is setting up the charcoal chimney as Ina simultaneously blanches the asparagus. She puts the cherry tomatoes onto a platter, and um, she puts the veggies in the fridge And T.R. takes a sip of his wine as the charcoal chimney sort of like does its thing. And I will say this, like when I used I used to work at this place called Kidville when I lived in New York City that did like children's birthday parties. And they were like, so it wasn't necessarily it was almost like a like first we'd come in and they would like play in one room and then there'd be like a uh, like a project, like a little art project. And then they would go into like this huge gym and just run around like Banshees for like an hour. Um, But the food was always great. And a lot of times it would be a crudite platter, crudite platter, and I did appreciate the blanching of some of these vegetables because it just takes a little bit of that, you know, there's still a little bit of crunch there, but it tastes like it's been cooked a little bit. So I, I appreciate that. So I'm glad, you know, maybe I'll take that with me down the road. I would never think to serve like asparagus on like a veggie platter or a crudite platter. So it's kind of exciting. Anyway, Uh, Ina now brings out those delicious clouds of pizza dough. She sprinkles some semolina flour onto a sheet pan while T.R. is he's outside like scratching his his beautiful chin and, and just pondering. What could we be grilling? That's like this whole bit. He's like says it 60 times. Like, I still don't know. And T.R. has this like long, thick brown glove on as he dumps out like the like the charcoal into, uh, like, into the grill, like, I guess it's, it's necessary and not necessary, I feel like he could just, like, use his hand, but I, I don't know, do charcoal chimneys get hot? We don't, we use propane, so I don't know, um, so Ina is finishing up the dough, okay, here we go, here we go with the clip here, so let me get this pulled up, uh, all right, I'm gonna, so this is, like, another seagull squawk, and it made me laugh so hard, because we just had a seagull squawk, like, last week, I think, so basically, she's She's sort of, like, stretching the dough out a little bit and putting it on the sheet pan, but that's, like, the context for this. So here we go. Here we go. I feel like I should flip it like an Italian pizzeria. Done. (laughs) That's me laughing in the clip as I recorded it. It's so ridiculous. And I didn't, I forgot to mention why she makes that noise. She, like, tosses the dough up in the air, but she, uh, she, like, doesn't catch it. It, like, sort of falls on the tray, so that's why she squawks. Um, but I love that. I wish I could, I should, I should make like a super cut of all of Ina's squawks. That would be fun. Uh, so after the break, okay. So there are, there are a few more people outside now besides TR. And so we learn their names eventually. Like in my notes, I just, I, I titled them mystery man and mystery woman, but we learn their names in a bit. So I'll, I'll mention it then. So we have the mystery man, we have the mystery woman, we have TR and then we have Michael, the florist, everyone knows Michael. And he's like in this like baby blue almost like Ina like oversized shirt uh, it's it's like almost it's very thin he has a few buttons unbuttoned it's very playful and he's uh of course everyone looks so young too it's just not I'm not used to him I'm not used to seeing him in anything but like an orange like cable knit sweater so it was nice to see him you know sort of in a summer look so Ina finally tells the group that they're going to be making pizzas But the thing is, like the dough was sitting right at the table, like three feet away from them. So I don't know, at least give them like she should have said they're making pizzas. And she's like, I'm going to go get the dough because obviously they all knew they were making pizzas. But none of this matters. It's a TV show, but it's just um, semantics, I guess. So Ina decides to spice it up a little bit. And she says, I think we should have prizes, you know, like a bottle of wine for the best pizza. And everyone sort of laughs And then Ina says, and maybe a bottle of Pepto-Bismol for the worst one. And I thought it was a joke, but eventually they do get the Pepto. So more on that in just a second. Uh, So she puts the crusts onto the pizza, the crusts onto the pizza, the crusts onto the grill. And now it's time for some, for some toppings. And I feel like Ina is just like mildly annoyed here because she's sort of designated to put all the oil on the pizzas for everyone. But as we know... Ina prefers, you know, she said it at the beginning, she wants everyone to make their own pizza, but she had to do the oil. But then eventually everyone like gets in there. Um, The mystery man just wants mozzarella cheese and nothing else on its pizza, which I don't mind. But like, I don't know, I put some onions on it at least. Uh, TR's pizza has everything on it. They call it the kitchen sink pizza and everyone laughs. Um, I see another pizza with just like mozzarella and tomatoes. It's a little bit of a mishmash of everything, I guess, but... While the pizzas cook, they dig into the crudité, and Ina tastes uh, like the dip. She t- she tastes it first, and she's like, "Oh, it's good! It's good! Is it good? It's like she's she's looking to the crowd for like confirmation that it tastes okay, but no one like tells her it's good. And as Tr is like the the mystery woman is holding the platter, and Tr sort of I don't know takes like an asparagus or something and dips it in. And she says, now the king can eat. And I was like, King T.R.? Oh my gosh. I'll be his queen. Um, it was just interesting how she said that. Um, so now the pizzas are ready and Ina is threatening everyone not to touch hers. This is where I could tell she had, like had a little bit of a buzz here. She's just like a chatty Cathy. Uh, we learn that the guy who just put mozzarella on his pizza is named Jim. And then Ina calls T.R.'s pizza piggy pizza because it's just she put he put everything on it and um, they really laughed at that one Ina thought that that was you know she's laughing very hard at her own joke Um, and Ina sits down and she's like complimenting her own pizza she's like I like my pizza it's simple but elegant you know like earthy but elegant she just like kept saying the same thing uh, like all these sort of barefoot contessa catchphrases, which made me laugh. And now everyone is making pig noises at TR as he puts his pizza on the plate. And honestly, it looks fine. I don't think we need to shame TR. I mean, he could use a little bit of like bulking up. He's too thin anyway. So it was just funny. Everyone was just like, I thought it was the best pizza in my in my uh, humble opinion. So now it's time for the lime curd tart. And Ina does that trick where she cuts like, one piece of the, uh, of the lemon curd or the lime curd. And then she's like, and the rest is for me. Bop, 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 bop. But it does look really good. I mean, honestly, I would, I would eat that whole tart in like one <laughs> in one sitting. Uh, so now it's time for prizes. So like I said it before, they actually do have a bottle of Pepto and they do have a bottle of wine. Um, And they give the bottle of Pepto to T.R. and his piggy pizza, which I think is crazy. But it does make sense because Ina's like, I think you're going to need it later. Um, And the most elegant pizza prize goes to Beth. That's the mystery woman. She gets a bottle of wine and T.R. and Beth, they, they cheers their Pepto and bottle of wine. And everyone throws their heads back and laughs as the sun sets in the background and that's the end of the episode, folks. I thought this was fun. I'm loving these old episodes. I think I'm definitely going to do um, an old episode next week as well. Maybe even the week after. I don't you know. Because it's it's just fun to go back and see these. Um, and TR is just... Oh God, he's so beautiful. And for those of you who are uh, members of the good Patreon, I'm going to be counting down my top five favorite pizzas. And I guess that's like sort of like pizza toppings. But like different flavors of pizzas. I'm super excited to talk about that because I can... <laughs> Oh, God, I can talk about pizza all day. So um, for those of you who are hydrangeas on the good Patreon, you can look forward to some pizza talk. But I think that brings us to the end of our episode. So thank you again for listening. If you want to follow the podcast on social media, you can follow it on Instagram at goodvanillapod. And you can also send me an email at goodvanillapod at gmail.com. Also, I made a group for The Good Vanilla on Facebook. Very easy to find. Just search The Good Vanilla. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, or just tell another Barefoot Contessa fanatic. That also works, too. And, of course, we have the Good Patreon, the aforementioned Good Patreon, at www.patreon.com slash patreon And if you want to know where to get more of me, you can follow me on Instagram at Nick Kochanov. And you can find me on my other podcast, the best supporting podcast every week with Thanks again for listening, everyone. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time.